Here we go. Love this guy, Cooper Mays. It's the Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Man, look at him. He's even working during spring break. And he's got the green on for St. Patrick's Day. So, and you're rocking it. How's your spring break? Super good. Uh, I, I haven't really been doing much. So, big, big relaxed week. I didn't go anywhere because it's so cold everywhere. But, you know, I, I just like being at home. So, I'm good. How much gaming is going on this week in Cooper's world? Probably not as, as much, honestly, right now, because my my brother's on vacation and, and Trey's been out of town. So I haven't been my, my normal gaming crew isn't isn't back in town. So I'm I kinda just been a lone wolf. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it's it's important to be able to work on your own as well. Um even though you lead a group of five, which we talked about on the previous podcast and it's, it's hard to believe that spring camp is like here. Um, and it, it's, it's time to get rolling your thoughts on, on getting out there and, and popping some pads here in the near future. Definitely exciting. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to be like jumping over the, over the gate and just being like, let me into spring practice. But, you know, it's cool to, uh, it's cool to go out there and then see what, you know what we're going to be a part of and what we're going to build. So, yeah, I'm not I'm, – I'm usually, you know, around this time you start getting, like, nervous and stuff. But, you know, I've gotten to the point now where I don't – Well, you're a veteran, and I would expect that. I mean, let's let's face it. You, you personally, Cooper Mays, I'm not talking about the rest of the team, but you personally could skip spring practice and still be an all-SEC performer headed in the fall. That's just the bottom line. Maybe so. Who knows? <laughs> Josh Eiffel does not yes. want to hear me say that at all. All right. So I, I found a, a quote very interesting um, and a sentiment, I guess, from Clemson's camp, who you guys just played in the Orange Bowl and beat uh, thoroughly. And and Cade Klubnick, their quarterback, talked about possibly mimicking some of the things that you guys do in terms of tempo. He didn't specifically mention splits, and I don't know if they're going in that direction, but with a new offensive coordinator there, there is going to be some sort of new direction. So I'm curious, um, when you look at Josh Heupel's offense, how easy or difficult is that to replicate if you just want to up and do that? Yeah, you know, I think think it's – very difficult you know our staff's been doing it for years and years and they're just now getting to the point where they think they're kind of perfecting it so you know it's just not something that you can you can turn around and just play with our tempo you may mimic it but you'll never you'll never really like duplicate it so I mean you may play with a really high fast tempo but there's a whole nother level that comes to it when you come to our offense there's it our, our whole offense is built around it so I mean, I don't know. You can you can try. I don't I don't know if it will actually work, but I feel like the guys that have put in years of work on it probably will will kind of reign king on the tempo game. No, I, th- I I think you're right, and it really is more than just an offense. It's the way you build a program, right? I mean, the way you hold practices Monday through Thursday. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, our I mean, it's just so it's so hard to get to the level where we're at now because I mean even our first few years as an offense we we probably weren't we were going fast and a lot faster than everybody else but we weren't nearly at the point where we're at now where we were kind of just dialed in and and you know moving like a well-oiled machine so it, it, it's 
even if you transfer into that, it's going to take your players some years to get used to it as well. Because it's taken us, you know, I'm sure it's it, it took us good, you know, over a year, year and a half to figure it out all the way. Well, you mentioned that, that in year one under Josh Heupel, some guys were gassed, whereas year two, another year of conditioning made a significant difference. And I think that also spoke to our offense and the splash plays we made. There wasn't probably as many splash plays. I mean, it's it's a it's a grinder of an offense to play in, especially as an O-lineman, because you just don't have any rest. And, and you know, it, it just is what it is. So, you know, if you can't get big chunk plays where you – mitigate some of the the you know if you can take the drives down to less plays and more yards then that that, that gives your o-lineman optimal breathing time so you know back back early, breathing time yeah, back, back early we weren't we weren't operating as highly and it, it just killed our lungs man. We were, we were, the, it's, they need some more obt that's an acronym acronym right there optimal breathing time yeah for sure yeah. i think the offensive line struggling on their obt so they need a splash play. We yeah. just we, we created something. Yeah, that's too much talking though. You need to shorten it down even more, and then we can use it in our offense because you know we can't talk that much. That's right because you're you're out of breath, which we're, makes, and we're we're on the next play, so. which makes sense. Well, the other thing I think too, and to tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Josh Heupel playing quarterback makes it much easier for him to handle this type of offense, both what he sees from the sideline and what he preaches to the coordinator that would be in the box. I think playing quarterback is not an absolute, but I think it's very significant in what he's able to do. I definitely think it helps. I mean, you if you look at the quarterback, I mean, he even when he's playing, he's got to know all about offense, what everybody's doing. And then moreover, he's got to know all about defense and how to be defensive. So, if you look for just a, a perfect candidate that's that's straight out of their playing career to go to OC, you're definitely probably going to pick a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You're not first year out of college. You're not going to be like, hey, let's take the left tackle and make him our OC because he probably doesn't know about everybody's job and all that. So, you know, I think him being a really smart and really really good quarterback kind of springboarded him into this next kind of phase where you know he was an OC and then now he's a head coach. I think he's just kind of you know he's got that offensive mind. Who replaces? One of my favorite players in Byron Young, I want to ask you that question. It's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Cityheatandair.com, integrity matters. You might not need a whole new unit. Some people would tell you when the weather gets warmer, you might just need a part here, some free on there. Integrity matters 50 years in the HVAC industry in Knoxville. City Heating and Air Conditioning. So you do have to replace Byron Young, whose great story comes off the edge, I think has helped himself in the offseason how big of a void when you talk about the defensive line that you'll face every day in spring practice is that for you guys I think it's big you know I I've I've been around here two years with BY and just kind of he's kind of been just like a mainstay on like the practice field like you kind of just get used to him because he's always going to be out there always gonna be out there playing hard never takes any plays off so it's going to be it's going to be different but I think you know some guys that can step up into that that role where the production is is gone. Um, Tyler Barron, Josh Joseph, James Pierce. Those are, those are guys that, you know, I kind of look for, for your more prototypical DNs. Um, I really like Josh Joseph. He's, he's, he's going to be the real deal. What do you like about Josh? Um, he's just really, he's really crafty. You can tell he, he knows what to, how to use his hands and, and, you know, defeat blocks. 
he's he's really good. He doesn't wear any gloves. I mean, the guy's he, he's different. He's he's I think I mean uh, I don't know I don't remember exactly what it was, but his arms are are like absurdly long, like like thirty five inch long arms on like a six two frame. So he just he can he can touch you when like when when you can't even reach him. So if you if you're good with your hands and you got long arms that you can you know use and and extend your length, then then you got a really good advantage. Let me ask you about some of the other guys you mentioned. I think the the one that comes to mind first would be uh, Tyler Barron for a lot of Tennessee fans. We've already seen glimpses of him and what he can do. Uh, as far as his play and taking the next step, what do you expect to see out of him? I, th- I think it'll be a really good year, big year for Tyler. Um, just a guy that is just really, really big, you know, just a physical specimen. Um, really good athlete. So really good football player overall, just, just kind of knows how to use his body, knows how to play the game and, and has the body to get it done. So I, th- I think he'll be a guy that steps up and will kind of alleviate some of that pressure that was left from BY being gone. And then you have uh, James Pierce as well. I mean, you really have some athleticism that um, maybe you didn't have a couple of years ago with that edge position. Yeah, definitely. James James is a guy. He I'm pretty sure he was running down on kickoff most of the time. So, wow. I mean, to be a six five DN running down there on kickoff is is pretty. You know, it speaks to how athletic and then the kind of player that he can be. And I, as far as the guys you'll actually see more often, the guys on the inside, uh, Amari Thomas, I thought showed us some real glimpses last year of how special he can be. What's the next step for Amari? I think just making making his production a consistent thing on a on a you know a every every drive basis, I guess if you want to say. But but Omari had some really really good a really high productive year last year, and then you know even more than that, just made a lot of big time plays and a lot of big time games. So you know I think Omari stepped up a lot last year, but you know just look for him to you know continue what he's built on and and you know eventually probably become a really really good draft pick after this year. No, that's um, I think there are a lot of guys uh, in that position. And I think that some of this to Cooper, and I think it'll help you, is when when the players that we're talking about, the, the Byron Youngs of the world, but also the Darnells, uh, the Hendons of the world, when they have success and they show up at the NFL, and I think they're all going to do that, I think it helps the program as a whole and, and you and other players' professional careers. Definitely. I, I think it all starts with, with us winning, you know, nobody wants to go to a program where, I mean, just talking about scouts and stuff, you know, I'm not a scout or anything, so I can't really speak for them, but you know, if you're, you're probably not heading to a school that, that won a couple games and lost a bunch of them. So, I mean, I think the main thing it starts with is you get, you know, you get a bunch of wins, you get better talent coming through there and then it's going to make the coaches come back year after year. So I think we're getting back to that point. You know, I, obviously Tennessee was there and has been there before, and I think we're finally kind of starting to get back to it. I think it'll be a really good pro day this year. Uh, I think you're 110% correct on that. It's wisdom beyond your years because I've been around where there have been five scouts. I've been around where there have been 50 scouts. And um, you can you can definitely uh, tell a difference. Um, who are some other guys in the interior that, that you look to have big springs and perhaps big falls? Um, one guy that I like that is new is Omar Norman Lott. He's from uh, – Arizona State, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So new guy, he just transferred in. He's he's I've just you know obviously I've never seen him in pads or seen him in a game or anything, but 
just running around and, and, you know, seeing him, him do what he does, you know, his moves and everything. I, 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 I'm really, really impressed with how he moves and, and, you know, obviously you can't really say anything to the pads wrong, but it, it looks pretty good from what I've seen. How would you compare the athleticism of, of the defensive on what you could potentially have this year as opposed to when you first showed up on Tennessee's campus? I would say we're a lot, um, a lot more of a conglomeration. You know, we had, we had, you know, really big three techniques and, and, you know, just like it was like you were either a, a big D lineman or you were like a, an edge guy. And I think now there's just like a mixture of different body types and, and different skill sets all across the D line, you know, the interior part and the outside um, coming off the edge. I think we've got a lot of, you know, of a variation and, and people that you can use in different packages. I think we've got just a lot of, a lot of variety. I think it'll, it'll end up boating well. As an offensive lineman, how much more challenging is that when you have to go against a, a, a varied group like that? It, it it definitely doesn't help. You know, you definitely have to scout. You have to scout a lot of different guys, and you have to approach different guys different ways. Or you know, I do. If you kind of do your due diligence before the game, I, you you probably should approach people differently. Um, the main thing that we have is we have some guys that are smaller that are really athletic and that gives O-linemen like a lot of trouble. Um, we played against the guy at Pitt named Kalijah Kansi. I'm sure you remember, we've talked about him. Um, I don't know if our fans knew. I mean, that guy's like a first team all American and, and he's like six two two eighty at D tackle. That is probably the hardest thing for anybody to block on O-line. Like I, I'll take me personally, like I'll take, I'll take a big guy any day that's that's 330 and 6'4". Like, I'd take that 10 times out of 10 before I took a guy like Kalaja Kansi because they can just cover so much ground and, and make you miss, and that doesn't happen very much in, in the interior part. Have any of the guys – you haven't seen him in pads, so tell me if this is unfair, but have any of the guys that we talked – well, you haven't seen Omar in pads, but any of the guys we talked about remind you of him at all? <sighs> no. No, that's a pretty stout. That's a pretty stout pedigree. No, yeah, no. He's uh, he's pretty, he seems a little bit different than most most people that are here usually. Yeah, um, I I was watching the combine and I'm watching Anthony Richardson wow everybody and blow it up and I'm thinking to myself and I talk Jacob actually brought this up Jacob Ward and um I'm thinking to myself man if I'm Joe Milton and I'm watching this. I'm pretty ecstatic because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that Joe could probably do just about everything that Anthony Richardson did from a physical standpoint at the 2024 combine. Yo, you're, you're completely right. And he'll be bigger. Yeah. Significantly bigger. So if you're Joe Milton, that there's a balance between, I think, pressure and excitement. When you when you talk to him, kind of what's his mindset now that you're actually headed into getting on the field? Uh, I haven't. I mean, I, I definitely haven't talked to him about in that aspect of things. But but Joe, you know, you can just see that he's super confident and super excited about where he's at. He, he you can tell he just kind of he feels like it's his time and and he's ready to you know tackle it head first. So I don't know. I think I think he's having a I think he's having a good time, working really hard and having a good good go of it kind of in this little training portion, but yeah, I think he's excited. So I think the uh, spring game is April the 15th. 
so this is before spring camp has opened. Um, if if I were to ask you what one goal would you want to accomplish during spring camp, other than just stay healthy? I mean, is, is there anything in particular in your game, Cooper Mace's game, that you want to address and work on? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Save the tough. Save the tough ones for last. No, yeah, I uh, probably probably just make sure my my pass pro and kind of everything's feeling refined. You know, I don't. I, I kind of want to be somebody that that is really consistent every day. I kind of strive for that. So I, I'll just say more than anything, just feel consistent in what I'm doing and and feel like I'm, you know, really in control and pass pro. I think you're on your way. You guys were pretty darn good at that last year as well. So exciting that spring camp is here. More exciting for probably people that talk about it than have to hit people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that's definitely the case. At what point in preseason camp, and I'll let you roll with this, in preseason camp or spring camp, do you get sick of hitting the same guy every day in practice? Probably in? in spring camp? Either spring or preseason, you're like I'm hitting Omari again. Um, yeah, uh, probably like day day four, maybe day four. Yeah, I'd say probably day four. The first few days you're going out there, you're like I'm ready, just like messing people up, like I'm feeling the juice, and then kind of that juice goes away a little bit, and you're just like, okay, we're back in the grind of it. We just, let's just make this like let's. Let's let's stay consistent. We need to, and it becomes less juiceful and more of like you got to have like mental fortitude. You know what I'm saying? There's there's definitely levels to it for sure. But yeah, a couple a couple days in, you're probably like, all right, I've done this about a hundred times now, the same way. Got about a thousand more to go. It's about to be the same thing a thousand more times. So I thought you were going at least going to say two or three weeks. <laughs> I didn't know oh, you were going to say no, no, heck no, no. We're talking about like four practice days, maybe. Probably a week and a half. Good stuff. He's Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters. This has been a presentation of Off the Oaks Sports.